Welcome on in to Buff Nagel, the podcast. I'm Zach, and today we're doing a special Christmas episode. And as always, I'm joined by Rafe. Rafe, how are we doing on Christmas? Zach, happy Christmas to all and to all a good Christmas. Um, I'm doing great. It's a it's, a, it's Christmas. What, what can you say? I, if I'm anything less than wonderful on Christmas, it's uh, that's a an you did indictment. Wrong. It's an indictment of me, right? That's that's what it is. Yeah, we're. Uh, I want to say thank you, happy Christmas to all our Buffnagel uh, fans out there. Everybody listening in the warmth and cheerfulness of your own Christmas glow, wherever you are around the world, um, know that we're thinking of you, and we really appreciate your listenership. As usual, you can contact us at Buffnagel at buffnagel.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're, Apple, we're everything. Podcaster found. You can find it. If you can't find us, that's a problem. Okay. We are right at the top of the Google machine. So type in Buff Nagel and we are good to go. Zach, today's discussion is Christmas movies. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to discuss Christmas movies. What makes a Christmas movie? Why Christmas movies are important to have. And then the kind of the lessons that we get from them and how to apply those into our own lives. Yeah, so we, we you hear a lot of discussion. Well, it's a Christmas movie, or it's not a Christmas movie, or this is a great one, or this sucks. Or okay, so we're going to lay out. So you can't have an argument about these things unless you set the groundwork. Okay, we need and criteria. We have we have some criteria. Okay, so the first criterion is that a Christmas movie must happen on or around Christmas time. It's got to have that Christmas. You can't have a Christmas movie in April, right? Those are April movies. Okay, so uh, so it's got to happen on or around Christmas time. And then the other thing that's important is the Christmas movie. Um, is about is about conversion and transformation, okay? But it's conversion and transformation of perspective, all right? So someone goes through this conversion, this transformation, this perspective change with a change. But but they do that change without without anything really changing, all right? I mean, it's not like it's not like um, I, I can't walk and then I, I have a conversion and now I can walk, okay? That really changes your circumstances, right? So the important thing is that there's a conversion and a change of perspective. Without a real change in circumstance, your, okay? your circumstance. You know, if you woke up on Christmas in the movie and you had ten thousand dollars, and at the end of the Christmas movie you still had ten thousand dollars, your circumstances did not change. It's the it's a similar thing of like you're still living your life as Rafe or as Zach or as Buff the Buff Nagel, um, and then you're doing your thing, but your perspective about how you do that thing has changed in advance. Right, right. Now, granted, if if the Christmas movie starts and I don't have ten thousand dollars. And then I wake up on Christmas morning, and I do have ten thousand dollars. Then that is a change of perspective, right? But if change I'm always circumstance, oh, sorry, of circumstance, right? All right. So it's about changing perspective, even though circumstances yeah. change. So in order to get there, we we Zach and I think that there are two quintessential Christmas movies, and then we're going to tell you what we think is the third one that produces a lot of argument. Okay. So the first one is uh, what's the first? Uh, the Quint- first one is Christmas Carol, the original Dickens book that has been adopted into a movie. So this might be the quintessential Christmas story, but right. because it's been made into a movie, it, it does also represent the quintessential Christmas movie. Right. So it's a, it's a story and it's, it's been done a lot of times in movie versions. It's been done in plays. Muppet versions. The Muppet version is, 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 is a classic one. Um, and it presents the story of, uh, of Scrooge, who is a, Who's is a grumpy he's a old? Scrooge. Well, he's a Scrooge. He's a grumpy old man, and he is visited at night by, um, by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. And he changes his perspective. All right, and uh, we're going to have some more discussion about exactly how Scrooge is bad and what he does that's bad. And okay, that's the first one. It's Christmas Carol. I think everybody agrees that the Christmas Carol, the Muppet Christmas Carol in particular, is a Christmas <laughs> movie. All right, and the second one is It's a Wonderful Life, which is a 1946 movie. Um, uh, George Bailey is a, is a man living in a small town. He dreams of, 
of going out and doing all great worldly things and seeing the world. Oh, he wants, to, I'm going to shake the dust of this town off my feet. I'm going to see the world. I'm going to build bridges, skyscrapers, a thousand story stories. He's going to do all the stuff. He's going to do this great outside worldly stuff. And he ends up spending his life stuck in this little town. He can never get out. And he is visited by an angel who saves his life. And, um, and shows, changes his perspective. Shows him what the world will be like without him. All right. So those are the two quintessential ones. All right. And then Zach, your nominee for for the third one is it's Die Hard, which is the usually the quintessential Christmas movie debate movie. But Die Hard matches all of our criteria, and it chain and it tells that story all around Christmas time. All right. So Die Hard takes place. Uh, the movie came out about 88, I think. 88. Yeah, all right. And John McClane is played by Bruce Willis. He's yep. this tough guy, New York cop, right? He's, and he is estranged from his wife. Yep. All right. And she works in this. this uh, she works on the other side of the country. She works in L.A. Yeah. And he's going to visit her because he wants to reconcile that relationship. And he, he wants to better himself through that relationship. So he travels to, um, to L.A. He hangs out with – he's changing in the parking lot and then the – the Christmas party is taken over by terrorists, and it's John McClane's job. Well, he takes the job upon himself to rescue the the party goers, the party goers, and save Christmas and, and stop stop the bad guys. And and the perspective change is not does not take place in John McClane, but it takes place in his estranged wife. Yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, she is pretty much she has written him off. She's she she ignores the fact that he's coming to this Christmas party to see her. He she doesn't want him to be involved right and she even has gone back to using her maiden name if i remember right right and then at the end of the movie she refers to john mcclain as my husband right yep. so she has this change of perspective about who he is right? what so, he does and and the good that he brings into the world even though he's bruce willis big tough guy from new york city yippee ki right <laughs> yeah okay so so if you've seen the movie there's a couple classic lines from that and i'm sure uh, a lot of people have arguments about whether or not chris Christmas movie categories should include Die Hard. Um, Zach is of the belief that it should include Die Hard. There's a couple other that, that we're going to talk about here. Um, and then we have some special big brain, smart head guest commentators that are going to give us some Christmas ex experts. Christmas. Yeah, they are really Christmas experts. Yeah. Is really, they're big brain, smart head, Christmas experts. Uh, of the year. Of the year. Christmasconsumer.com. Right. It's a, it's a. Um, Buffnagel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and did you know we're on Twitter? All right. So, um, Another a couple that come to mind when you start thinking about those about those um, uh, about those criteria. One of them is planes, trains, and automobiles. Steve Martin and John Candy are stuck trying to get their way back to Chicago, and they're stuck in a plane, on a train, an automobile. All sorts of wacky things happen because it's Steve Martin and John Candy, and Steve Martin goes through a real change in that movie when he understands the plight. John Candy is is you find out in the movie he is he's on really hard times his whole life is in a box that he drags yep. along with him um but he is upbeat and he's happy and he's uh, he's, he's wholesome he is wholesome he is you know he's the midwest isn't he yeah yeah <laughs> and steve martin is uh is an executive and he's stuck trying to get home and he can't stand the fact john candy is all upbeat and happy and, and, and he's upset at the fact and, and the whole time steve martin he's always aggressive and just like tight and just He's not letting loose and having fun. He's not lighting up a little bit, Frazier. Yeah, that, that's right. So he's so he's having a hard time with it. And he has this transformation. And at the end, they all, you know, everything is happy. 
Another one is Zach. Uh, Iron Man three would also be on that list for me. So it's it's kind of Tony Ark's redemption story. Tony Ark. T- Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Okay, thank he you. He has a Stark reactor, but yeah, <laughs> um, Tony Stark's uh, redemption story. My roommate is also in the belief that Iron Man three is a Christmas movie, so we won't fight anyone that says otherwise. All right. Um, but Iron Man three is Tony's redemption story. It's who is he without the suits? Okay. Um, who is he? in the world like what does he bring and he realizes that he's he's not just iron man he's this person he can do great things without the suit without technology without the suit he's okay so a he, wait, brilliant man he he relies on his humanity more all right so so tony stark is a in the in the comic books he's an inventor guy and he invents all this stuff and one of these things is his essentially it's a magic suit made of iron and it helps him fly and it keeps his heart beating and it and it helps like, him defeat the bad guys. And he's, yeah, he saves the and save the world. Okay, okay, and that's that one, and that's Iron Man three. But yep. You have another superhero one uh, that similar, but it's got a little different. Is Shazam, which came out in two thousand and nineteen before the pandemic. It feels like about seven years ago, but it's uh, the Billy Batson origin story becoming the superhero Shazam. I don't need to go into the depths of who Shazam is as a hero, but um, when Billy says the word Shazam, a uh, Bullet of lightning comes out of the sky and changes him into a man that's capable of. He's like Superman. Yeah, he's pretty much Superman, and there's an argument to make that he's even stronger, but we won't go into that today. But Billy realizes as Shazam that there's a group of people that rely on him, and his whole life he's been ignoring them, and he's ne- been pushing them back, and neglecting them, neglecting yeah, them. Okay, and they keep trying to be like, Billy, we got your back. And he's like, Nah. Billy, we got your back. He's like, no. And eventually, they're like, Billy, we need you. And he's like, okay. And, and he kind of gives in. He's like, I can do more. And unfortunately, this can be gray area with our criteria because Billy Batson becomes a hero over the cur- course of his journey and realizing that he can help people. But he does things as Billy and as Shazam to help people. So there's there's some gray area there. But it's a, is a great story of looking at that change and what we can do and the positive good we can do, even if we aren't superheroes. All right. So, all right. So these are, those are six movies right there. Yep. And I, you know, we could have Zach, we could have a podcast on each one of these movies, but I don't think we will. All right. But what I'd like to do is I would like to welcome our big brain, smart head, Christmas expert, guest commentators.com. Whatever they are. Bye, Buff Nagel. Bye, Buff Nagel. Okay. Um, they are Zachary, your little sister. Yes. Olivia DeClean and her wonderful husband, Chris, all the way here from Warren Speedway. Speedway, Indiana. Which in- is home of the other studio you record out after. Yeah, at that's times. right. That's right. I've been, we've recorded the podcast in their, their little home studio on a number of occasions. They live in the shadow of the racetrack there in Speedway, Indiana. So it's a, a wonderful little town, they say. Um, Chris and Olivia. Welcome, and um, how are you guys today? We are great. Very happy to be here on Christmas. I want to take. I want to be uh, say I'm very grateful for this opportunity to make my podcast debut here on Buff Nagel Podcast, and to say, as they say here in the South, Merry Christmas to y'all and to y'all a good night. Yeah, we're we're doing great. You can't be unhappy on Christmas, and this is my podcast debut as well. All right, that's exciting. Well. Thank you for debuting yourselves here today. So Christmas movies. Um, now, we set out a definition, and we laid it out in pretty general terms. 
And you guys agree, disagree, want to adjust it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a, it. What I think about is well, why do we call these then Christmas movies instead of perspective movies? And I think that's important because the occasion and the potential for these amazing radical changes of perspective that these people undergo that bring them meaning and fulfillment in life happens on the occasion of Christmas, on the occasion of Christ's birth. And that that change in the world, which is actually more of an, offers a more interior change, um, can bring them that powerful change in perspective. Yeah, that's, well, that is the ultimate perspective changer, right? I mean, you look, it's hard for us to view now post hoc what a change that must have been pre-hoc, right? So, you know, you're going through life thinking, here I am, I'm living in Roman rule or whatever sucky empires beating you down. Before that, you got nothing to live for. And the the Christian perspective coming along um, with the first Christmas, you know, the best one ever, right? Um, that that is that's a game changer, and that is a real change of perspective without really changing any of your, you know, the world's still the world. Mm-hmm. You're still getting born. You're still getting dead. You you eat and you sleep and you, you know, you do those same things. But now the perspective has completely changed. So the Christmas story, the Christmas story, is actually the ultimate. Christmas movie. Yeah, offering its Christmasness to all of these Christmas movies. You know, I can't speak for Die Hard myself. I haven't seen it, but I and I I can trust the the witness of your host Zach here on its Christmasness. Um, <laughs> we certainly appreciate a Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life. We watched it's a, It's a Wonderful Life two days ago, my first time, and I did cry at the end. And well, that's it, it, you know in classic Dunner tradition. If you're not crying at the end of a movie, it wasn't a very good movie. So that's absolutely correct. Yeah, we have watched uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," which I told Chris to clean. He would love, and he did. And we recently just finished listening to an audio production book version of uh, of "A Christmas Carol," and that was both of our first times actually hearing that story from the source of Charles Dickens' own writing. So, so the 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 Christmas Carol. Um, did it live up to expectation? I mean, you've heard a lot about it. I mean, I I think I first did Christmas Carol when I was about eight. Right? But but I did the Muppet version when I was pretty young. Yeah. So. Well, I, I did the Muppet version of pretty much a lot of things when I was young. The Muppet versions are pretty good versions. Treasure Island Muppet version, pretty good. Nice, nice. Muppet anything, really good. Muppet story of Buff Nigga the podcast would probably be pretty good. We should get Kermit the Frog. All right. Make it note, note self. Yep. All right. note, so I'll write it down right Kermit here in my journal. So... Christmas Carol, yes, good. Yeah, so I myself actually I don't have memories of watching. Um, film. Wait, you don't have memories? Thank you, Zach. <laughs> uh, I don't have uh, memories of watching film adaptations of it in my childhood or adulthood. Um, but as someone who has taken to Dickens' writing as an adult, I really, really loved the story. Um, it's beautifully written. Has uh, Scrooge undergoes that amazing perspective change you know as is said nothing really changes on the outside but he sees everything in a new light yeah so it's important he doesn't like you know he's visited by the ghosts of christmas past present and future and after he's done with that it's like you know his past is still his past he's still living with all his sins and all his problems he's living with regret that he didn't marry the girl he loved all right he's living you know tiny tim is still sick you know you don't know exactly what's going to happen to tiny tim so those the perspective or the situation, the circumstance hasn't changed at all, but Scrooge has changed 
and he's become a new man because of the light that Christmas brings. Yeah, I definitely, something we really want to commend A Christmas Carol for is that, uh, that first of all, beautiful writing. If you've never actually read or listened to the book itself, um, it's just a wonderful uh, Dickens language and all that. But it's be- beautifully written, but then also um, Scrooge really has an encounter with these things that you cannot help but be changed by, where he actually learns it is possible to see love and joy, um, and it is possible to have a Merry Christmas, which he ends up doing at the end, and it's just wonderful um, to see him have th- have that conversion um, in his heart and go out and be welcomed by others in his generosity. Yeah. And I, I just want to make a quick shout out. If you want to listen to a Christmas Carol, a friend of mine, Peter Atkinson has produced a podcast uh, called the dailies. And he, over the last few weeks has offered little snippets of a Christmas Carol. So uh, now he's just uh, put out the last of it and you can listen to the whole book there. So really recommend that. Yeah. I, I listened to part of it and it's um, Dickens makes for great um, verbal I get verbal storytelling. Yes. Yeah. So, so reading, you know, it's something we don't do a lot of, which is read to each other, but that is a um, Dickens does really well with that. It, it feels, it feels slow in our modern fast paced age to read, to read books out loud, but um, that's a good story. So it's a wonderful life. You, you saw that one. And um, you know, it's interesting because I, I went back and I started looking more at the story there and it's, it's a uh, it's a very interesting transformation that that George goes through, but the transformation is not solely based on the angel. There's another piece of transformation there, and that takes place through his whole life. And it came to me that um, that the the real hero of that story isn't George or Clarence. The real hero of that story is Mary, his wife, and she she really takes George early on in the story, and she she slowly rebuilds him. And if you if you go back and watch it, he um, uh, he and she are, are on a walk after they fall in the, the swimming pool, and uh, and they find the old house, and and he says he wants to demolish the old house and knock it down, and she says no 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 I love the old house, and so George wants to get rid of the old house, the broken down the, that stuff, and he wants to go be part of a, a new man in he wants the to new go world. do something right right he wants but he wants to be a new worldly man right he wants to build bridges and skyscrapers and he wants to leave the town and mary says no 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 i like the old ways i like who you were meant to be right which is which is the old house and over time she slowly day by day she converts the house and she turns she converts the house from being broken down and terrible to being wonderful and glorious and at the same time, George is being transformed from being somebody who hates living in that town to somebody who likes it, but he still has these pieces at the end that Clarence has to clean up. So in the end, who saves the day? Well, Clarence saves George, but Mary rallies everybody in the town to get the money. And where, where does the money take place? She, they bring it back to the house, and they, that's it. That's the, the final piece of the scene of the, uh, of the movie is, is in the house. George has been completely redeemed, and uh, and it, Clarence and he gets, sees the world in a new light, in a new way, right? And he's happy. He, he says it is a wonderful life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think those movies, fantastic, fun, good, make you feel good about yourself. On movies, but there are also movies that happen on Christmas that don't meet the Christmas movie criteria that we laid out. Right. And they're still good movies. Yeah, right? we, 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 there's not dissing these movies at all, but they're just Christmas 
time movies. I the, guess. The, the Christmas story movies. Yeah. So like uh, the Christmas, like a Christmas story. Yeah. Um, is is one of those, and you have some other ones on your list. Yeah, um, Die Hard Two is a sequel to Die Hard. <laughs> John McClane has to save the day again, again on Christmas, again. Yeah. Um, but instead of you know changing circumstances happening, it's just you know a John McClane movie on Christmas. It's you know there's nothing. Yes, somebody blows no up some other there. guys. Yeah. Um, okay, I got you. Rocky Four when Rocky fights um, Drago in the Soviet Union that happens on Christmas Day. Um, well, there's all sorts of cultural there's things. There's some other cultural things there, right? going on there, but none of those cultural things impact the Christmas movie criteria that we have. A Christmas Vacation might be the quintessential it happens on Christmas movie. movie. Um, but that that's the Chevy Chase National yeah. Lampoon one. Yeah. There, there's no change. In, it's just zany. It's just zany. Dumb. Yeah. 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 Uh, there is the Nutcracker, which Rafe. Well, yeah, I have a kind of a, a, an opinion here that's not, not popular, and that is that the Nutcracker is, is kind of dull. All right, so this little girl gets a nutcracker. She goes to bed. She dreams that the nutcracker killed the mice, and therefore everything's happy. There's there's no story there. I mean, she, the nutcracker fights the mice, and then they're like, "You win!" So now he's king. And then they sit there, and everybody from around around the world comes and dances. And you know, if you love ballet, it's awesome because it, it's fun to watch those guys dance. All this it's, it's, ballet as an art and a they, skill is just a, a thing that I can't even touch. Right. So. But as a story goes, nah, I'm not gonna get it. Olivia. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. It is very, I mean, it's a beautiful, um, beautiful, entertaining dance. But, yeah, there's really very little plot. I actually recently saw, or last last Christmas I saw a production of The Nutcracker, and I was like, is, Wait, this, even, is this even about anything? <laughs> no, it's, 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 <laughs> it's about the ballet. It's about exactly. the ballet. Exactly, beautiful all right, all right. ballet. But. Additionally, um, another movie worth out there that's uh, a movie that happens on Christmas is Batman Returns which is one of the 80s Batman movies, and it happens on Christmas. Catwoman's there. Penguin, played by Danny DeVito there. So that's kind of worth it, but it still doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Nothing really changes in perspectives and circumstances there. Um, But again, those are Christmas movies, and the fact that they happen on Christmas, around Christmas, they don't, but they don't offer the additional piece of joy that we're looking for to make Christmas. Yeah. And so, so the, what's the life lesson? The life lesson is Christmas should change you and change your perspective, right? And should change how you act and how you see the world. Be the good, be kind, think of others, sacrifice yourself. Um, those are all lessons that come out of Christmas. And those are the things we want to have you see. So Zach, anything else? Yeah. So I've mentioned this on this podcast a bunch of times and the, the easy two-word phrase of be kind, and that really applies to these Christmas movies, especially as we look at Christmas Kill and It's a Wonderful Life. Um, just because you don't see the impact you have on somebody doesn't mean that you don't bring something to the world or to those around you. So continue to be the good. Um, or if someone is the good to you, reach out and let them Recognize know that. that. Like it, like I said a couple of weeks ago, it's a really easy thing to do. It's really simple. But, you know, a small little message um, can go a really long way. Um, a friend texted me um, after we exchanged some gifts. I gave them a nice little card. But they said, you are so great at making others feel appreciated and cared for. That's a genuine gift. For me, that was the best gift I got on Christmas because it was genuine. No. It was real. And it made me feel feel good about myself and to continue to be and spread that good and that joy and that kindness. All right. So we're going to ask all the buff niggers out there to go. What do they say? Pay it forward. Be the good, do the good. 
Um, I want to thank Olivia and Chris here on this Merry Christmas Day. I think one of one or both of these guys may be joining us again as big brain smart heads because these guys can do more than comment on Christmas. That's they're not right. just Christmas experts. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to sign off. Um, get on to your, uh, what, a figgy pudding or whatever you eat on Christmas, creme brulee, or even if it's just a, a, a pack of Pop-Tarts. Um, it is a wonderful life. And um, I, you know what? If... If you're not if you're not living enjoying the life, you may be doing it wrong. So so think about that, Olivia, Chris. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here, and we hope you look forward to the next Buff Nagel the podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning on in. Take care. Be kind. Be good. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>